0: Um, UMGoBlue.com, by fans, for fans, since 1999. Hello, welcome to the um, UMGoBlue.com podcast. This edition is By the Numbers with Clint Derringer. And Clint, you know, I think it's a really interesting topic that you brought up for us to cover today, comparing Jim Harbaugh's first four seasons as Michigan head coach to the last four seasons of Lloyd Carr. Uh, and uh, what were your initial thoughts when you looked at the at the data and kind of looked to analyze the numbers?
1: Yeah, the, my initial thoughts were a little bit a little bit surprised because I thought it was going to be sort of uh, qualitative in, in nature. What I mean is this all generated from uh, some water cooler talk at work, a couple you know fan to fan conversations, listening to some some other uh, Michigan media. Michigan football media talking about uh, this feeling like the Lloyd Carr era and, you know, everywhere that I could tell that felt like uh, had a lot of negative connotation to it. Um, so I wanted to look a little bit closer and see how how true that was based on, you know, whatever numeric data we could come up with. Um, I used the last four years of the Lloyd Carr era because it's uh, it's got the same – at least the most similar data points in terms of recruiting rankings and uh, some of the S&P and uh, FEI uh, statistical analysis They go back to about 04, 05. So um, in terms of an apples-to-apples apples comparison, that's, that's about as good as we could do to compare the eras. So uh, it, was, it was surprising to me that the, the numbers actually backed up that, that qualitative feel. Of the eras being pretty similar in terms of uh, Lloyd's last four years and Harbaugh's first four years uh, lining up uh, pretty pretty similarly.
0: Well, what's interesting to me is a lot of people are focusing on Harbaugh's first four years with Hoke's four years, and in a lot of ways, um, you know, and I can understand why people do that, but I think when you when you look at um, the way these numbers match up. Really, the, the last four years of, of Lloyd versus the first four years of Harbaugh are sync up really well. And, and I was I was genuinely really surprised, you know, and, and I think the first thing is just the overall record. You know, you have thirty six and fourteen for Lloyd versus thirty eight and fourteen for, for Harbaugh. And it, it's almost exactly spot on. And um you know, I think um, one of the the points that's really interesting is you know, not only is the record spot on, but even the Big Ten record, you know, you have Lloyd who is 25 and seven, and you have Harbaugh who is 26 and nine. Unfortunately, you have the same record versus Ohio State 04 four oh and four. And 4. Um, but again, it, it's it's interesting to me that you know, I remember at the time, um, you know, the perception I had as a fan during Lloyd Carr's last year were really, I mean, colored by that, that last year. You know, you had the Appalachian State debacle. You had, um, you know, Oregon coming in and really, you know, brutalizing a, a, a pretty good team that, you know, started to get dinged up. And, and, and once everyone was healthy, put together a really good performance at the end of the season but really struggled for for a good chunk of the year um so what were your thoughts when you were looking at the data points
1: yeah i personally back in uh the lloyd car era, era that was uh that was my era of actually being at michigan um i i never understood the real the clamoring to get rid of of lloyd Carr. i mean He's a Hall of Fame coach, and I think uh, history is, has been kind to him, at least in, in terms of our memory of that era. Um, he ended on a sour note in 07 with the, with the Appalachian State game and, and, and the beatdown by Oregon, like you, were, uh, like you had mentioned. But really, uh, the, the fact that he, he won a national title in 97 and then ended on that, that sour note, I think it's der- the reason that we, we the, the more analytical types like you and I, have negative connotations tied to the Lloyd Carr era because it ended on a down slide. So, if you were to try to wrap up those last four years and make them as a, as a comparison, uh, an era comparison, like we're trying to do, and say that we're back at the same level, then you also have to think, uh, I think, at least directionally about where you're coming from. So think of it this way. Uh, on a timeline, the, the Lloyd Carr era went from the high of a 97 national title to the 07 season with uh, the loss to Ohio State, the loss to Appalachian State, the loss to Oregon, and the, the win against Florida in the bowl game being his only win of that four-year era. That's a pretty, pretty clear downward trajectory, whereas the current era, Harvoss four years, you're coming out of the Rich Rod era and then the Hoke era and you're back up to the Lloyd Carr standard. So, uh, while I, it, you and I were both pretty, uh, pretty amazed to see how equivalent these eras are by some different metrics, um, the, the, where we were before this is, is the opposite where Lloyd Carr was coming downhill to this era, uh, Harbaugh and his hiring and his his management of the program has restored the program to that level. So what that means for, for us, for you and I and our conversation and, and our psyche as fans is it, that makes this pivotal. Now we're back to ground zero where we were in 2007 and that means what is next year going to be? What Where do we go from here? And to make it uh, a positive that makes 19 a, a very pivotal year. You have to, you have to beat that standing. You have to take the next step forward, which is obviously beating Ohio State, uh, winning the Big Ten East, winning the Big Ten title, getting the playoffs, being in the national title hunt. Those are, that, that's what you have to do. You have to take the next step forward because if you plateau at this level, um, especially the way the 2019 schedule sets up, then it will be, right back to the same frustrations and start to slide back down that slope.
0: One of the things that's interesting to me is, you know, thinking back to to Lloyd's last four years, I think that the years between his final season and and Harbaugh's first season proved a lot of the people who criticized Lloyd as being completely wrong. You know, there was, uh, I, I call it the You know the the guy at the end of the bar, logic, that said, you know, Michigan recruits itself. There was a logic that all Michigan had to do was open up to a more modern offense, and they would, they would light the world on fire. And it's interesting that when you look at the last four years, you know, I remember saying at the time, you know, one of our biggest disappointments is that we all, you know, we went to the Rose Bowl and we lost a couple of them. Well, at least we were in the Rose Bowl, right? And you know, the the knock on Lloyd was you know one of the legitimate knocks was well, but he shared the Big Ten title. He didn't win it you know outright. Well, I kind of view now as you know sharing the Big Ten title is the equivalent to making the Big Ten championship game, which is something Michigan hasn't done you know in the in the new division era. So it's interesting that you know be careful of what you wish for, because. You know, when Rich Rod came in, he was the new hotness as far as offensive strategy. And, and again, I mean, I, I was interested to see how it was going to turn out. And, unfortunately, we saw how it turned out. It, it didn't work out very well. So, um, you know, some other interesting points here. Um, you know, the average um, average overall record for the last four years of Lloyd Carr, 9-4. and four. Average overall record for Jim Harbaugh, 10-4. and four. Um same bowl record, one and three each. So it is interesting to me that, um, you know, I, I think one of the things that you mentioned is that we're kind of at an inflection point where, um, you know, Lloyd left and Rich Rod and Hoke, the program continued to trend down, and, and now it's it's back at an even keel. We're not completely happy where it is. Like you said, it makes this season absolutely pivotal um, with the way that the, the three large, the three huge important games, Notre Dame, Michigan, and Ohio State being at home, this is really a, a, a litmus test for if Harbaugh is uh, going to be able to get Michigan over the hump.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think the term inflection uh, point focuses on the transitions. Right? And, and if we were to take Harbaugh's era here and now let's focus on the difference between 2014 and, and 2015 and the difference between the Harbaugh era and the Hoke era, that, that's where you see, that's where you see the value in, in hiring Jim Harbaugh as our coach. That it did not, it didn't swoon. We didn't have the big step down. Um, that we had with the Rich Rod, uh, that we had with the Richrod Rod hire in that transition. And there wasn't uh, the same uh, awkwardness, I'll say, uh, that we got from the Rich Rod program and that spread offense to the pro-style offensive philosophy and Al Borges trying to figure out how to use Denard Robinson. I think uh, those same challenges were there. Handled those challenges in these first four years, has been much better, and that's why this first year you you got to ten wins. Um, you know, like you said, that uh, the way that I calculated it worked out to about ten and four, and that, that's because nine and a half rounds up to up to ten, and nine point three or whatever it was for Lloyd rounds down to nine. You know, the, the difference I think over the four-year period it was you know two wins because you added. Uh, added a Big Ten, uh, Big Ten game in um, Harbaugh's second year, so I I came out of this whole exercise being a little bit more encouraged, and part of that is the fact that I still hold the, the Lloyd Carr era in high regard. Um, the other part of that is coming out of coming out of Columbus in November, and then after that game against Florida in December, I don't know that I could have gotten much lower as a Michigan football fan. So uh, to be able to kind of dig into the conversations that, that I'm hearing, at least around other fans and, and some of the media, uh, to look at it a little bit more objectively uh, with some of these, some of these modification uh, methods, uh, I'm encouraged by that because I don't think it's, I don't think it's that hard to, to really understand that the, the negative connotations from Lloyd's era come from the downslope off the national title, whereas Harbaugh's era, right here at this point that we're at, we're on the way up, and that that means that next year has to be a continuation of that upward trend. And I, I with the shift to Josh Gaddis uh, controlling the offense. Harbaugh taking a step back and being able to focus more on the CEO type uh, head coaching model, you know, presumably, I I think that that makes us stronger as a program, even regardless uh, of Gattis' philosophy and and, and the speed and space uh, philosophy. I, I think that we'll be better off because Harbaugh will be more involved equally across the whole program in game management. I think we'll see uh, an improvement on the road. Um, If Harbaugh's not so involved in the actual offensive game plan, then maybe we can start focusing on whatever the differences are, why Michigan just does not play nearly as well on the road as as other Big Ten teams do. So I see this uh, as a positive. I was encouraged by it. Um, and it's, it's not like we just looked at the record and, and added those up. You know, we looked at recruiting rankings um, the, the year after these these years that we looked at, and they averaged out to exactly the same. These four eras compared, um, the average ranking was like 10.2 of those recruiting classes, and they they were exactly the same for both eras. Um, Harbaugh came about that a little differently. He had three really really top 10 recruiting classes, and the, the real clunker after the 2017 season where he's down around 26. Uh, whereas Lloyd Carr was pretty steady, sometimes creeping into the top 10, sometimes being in the high teens, and, and it still averaged to about 10.2. So, uh, same way with the seasons. You know, Boyd averaged about nine wins. His worst season had uh, seven wins. And uh, Harbaugh's worst season right now is an eight-win season. You know, it's there's a lot more to really sink your teeth into and to hold on to to be optimistic. Um, it's just about figuring out how to, how to close the gap with the Buckeyes, win the Big Ten, and get to the playoffs and really return to the national championship conversation. Uh, if and when that happens, this uh, this debate, this conversation is uh, over.
0: One thing that jumped out at me was... The average of NFL draftees, where you know, in the four year last four years of Lloyd, you had 19, and in the first four years of Jim Harbaugh, we've had 22, and I like that trend because one of the the criticisms that people have made of of Harbaugh is that he has gone through um, people would say a disproportionate amount of assistant coaches, but. I think it's a good thing because, first, when people when Harbaugh thinks that a change needs to be made, he makes it. Secondly, you have coaches who are in demand, and you know as as much as it hurts that um, Michigan lost Washington and Madison to Ohio State, it says something that Ohio State would want those coaches would want to come in and, and raid them. Um, you know, their combination of coaching ability and, and recruiting um, reach. So if anything, I think that, you know, one of the I, I think legitimate criticisms um, toward the end of, of Lloyd's career was that he may have hung with some of his assistants out of loyalty and they weren't necessarily, um, you know, in demand. You know, Harbaugh has shown he has no problem with loyalty. If he doesn't think you're getting the job done, you know, and I think you can look at, you know, Tim Dreveno leaving. You know, that is somebody who had been close with him for a while. And, um, you know, when Harbaugh decided that he needed to make a change offensively, he did. Um, And, again, I think when you you look at even this last year, I mean, I kind of chuckled when Coach Harbaugh said right after the, the Peach Bowl that, he didn't envision any changes on his coaching staff. And we've had, you know, you know, you kind of go, well, okay, we'll see about that. And then you look, we had some pretty seismic changes. And, again, not all of them his choice. But, um, you know, again, I think the, the idea of, you know, him giving the reins of the offense over to someone and, you know, raiding a coach from Alabama, is uh, it says something about, you know, the, the kind of trust he's giving that coach, and again, that a, that a coach would leave Alabama to come here. I mean, I, I think it says something. It says that, you know, there's a lot of potential here, and that Harbaugh is willing to, to make the changes to continue to make the program, you know, to keep pushing the program up, up the mountain toward, you know, the college football playoffs, beating Ohio State, and, and winning the Big Ten.
1: I, I think you're exactly right. I, I think for whatever discouragement you take out of the two coaches going to Columbus, which, uh, it, it's, it's a real thing, you know, that those are, those are two solid coaches and two good recruiters that are, that are going South. Um, you have to at least have some of that canceled out by some optimism about, uh, a coach coming to Ann Arbor from Alabama, Nick Saban's program. Um, he was already on the way out. It sounds like, uh, to move up as an offensive coordinator for Maryland, because that was personnel-based. That was based on staying with Loxley, guy that he was coaching with at Alabama. So that was kind of a, 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 a handcuff-type uh, move. He was going to get moved up. It's a promotion. He's going to stay with the guy that he was just coaching with. It makes perfect sense. The move to Michigan for Josh Gaddis, the, there's no handcuff. You know, it can only be explained by number one, the opportunity to be the offensive coordinator and have um, to have that challenge in front of him for the first time, and being responsible for all of the offensive play calling, as well as it's a it's a compliment or a reason for optimism at the state of the program and what he sees uh, the potential to be in the program and on this 2019 roster. And uh, another point of optimism for me. Is personnel-wise for the 19 team, uh, on top of Shea Patterson, you've also your your most talented uh, position group, uh, probably on either side of the ball. I would argue is, is your wide receivers and Josh Gaddis, as a position coach before he was an offensive coordinator, the wide receivers coach. He's he's that's his strength is to leverage the wide receiver talent and really create a dynamic offense. specifically is his last year at Penn State at Penn State was the uh, Saquon Barkley year, um, where yes, they, they were very, very dynamic, but I, I take Hardball and Gaddis at their word that they have the same philosophy offensively because we saw a running back as a centerpiece in that last, his last year under Joe Moorhead at, at Penn State. Um, it can be done. It can be done. So I, I'm very encouraged. Um, I, I wholeheartedly agree with what you're saying about Harbaugh's willingness to, to change the coaching staff. I think the Lloyd era is probably more uh, comparable to what's going on in the Lansing right now with Mark D'Antonio and his staff. I mean, they, they consider change in their program to be a re of all the same coaches at different positions. So um, that, that seems a little bit. Uh, more comparable to me than what Harbaugh's done. He's really, uh, he's built uh, a very solid foundation, and uh, it sounds to me that he's got a national championship aspirations in the future. And, and uh, I, I think that I don't have any reason to doubt that uh, that we have what we need to make that run. Now it's a matter of uh, doing it, not not talking. About it. Let's, let's go out there and win these games in Ann Arbor, and get back into the national title conversation, and actually get to the playoff
0: end. So that's going to be it for this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with Clint Derringer. Go Blue. Thank you for listening to the UMGoBlue.com podcast. All rights reserved. Search for the UMGoBlue.com on iTunes. Go Blue.